Welcome to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you're thinking of starting a small business, you're already running one, or you're responsible for marketing a small business, you've come to the right place. Join us weekly as Crash Course Marketing Academy founder Gayla Zoes helps you make sense of today's mind-boggling array of marketing options. So sit back, relax, and get ready to cut through the confusion because the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast is starting now. Hey everyone, Gayla here. Welcome to episode 35 of the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you've probably already figured out that I like to take on marketing basics in a humorous way. And that's what we're going to be doing in this episode. After all, what is more basic than the words that come out of your mouth? We're going to talk about cringeworthy words and phrases in this episode. Now, to help me tackle this topic, I've invited Charles Alexander to join me. Charles has been a guest on this podcast before, and I can always count on him for a hilarious take on whatever the topic happens to be. As the director of the Tennessee Small Business Development Center at Volunteer State Community College here in Gallatin, Tennessee, and an entrepreneur in his own right. Charles is out there in the community interacting with people, so he has the opportunity to hear a lot of cringeworthy things. So many, in fact, that we couldn't fit them all into a single podcast episode. So, this is the first episode of a three-part series on the topic of cringeworthy phrases. Charles and I will be talking about five cringeworthy communication phrases, including what they are, who uses them, and no, we won't be naming names, and how sprinkling too many of these terms in your everyday conversation can impact your credibility as a business owner or a marketer. So let's listen in. Charles, welcome to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast again. Hey, how are you? Doing great. Hey, I'm so glad that you could join us. You are a friend of the pod. And uh, let's <laughs> let's start off with a little little bit about you, okay. so the people who uh, haven't heard you before kind of know what they're dealing with. So people know you in the in these parts in Middle Tennessee as the guy at the Small Business Development Center over at Fall State. Correct. Tell us about your background and how you got to where you are today. I tell you what, I fell completely bass backwards into this job. Uh, I I grew up in a family that owned multiple businesses. Uh, my dad had, uh, he owned, a, you ever heard of a Curtis Mathis? Oh, yeah. Dude, back in the day. Back in the that, day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you don't see a Curtis Mathis anymore. Mm-hmm. They, they had those giant, you know, console TVs. They were probably only like a 19-inch, but it took up half the living room. Oh, it was uh, a piece those, of furniture. It was straight up. And it was one of those, it, their claim to fame was that once you bought one, you never needed another one, which was you know, great for the consumer, terrible for the business. He owned one of the franchises. About the third time they they tried to go bankrupt, he finally launched out on his own. And to make a long story short, he owned, godly, a multitude of different variations. You know, it was Alexander's Satellite, Alexander's Electronics, Alexander's Furniture, Alexander's Rent-to-Own, Alexander's Mattress World. And through all of that, the one thing I always thought of watching him as an entrepreneur jump through hoops is, man, 
I am never going to own my own business. <laughs> Either way, fast way forward here. We had a, you know, had a couple of jobs. One of them was uh, here in a, a little old Gallatin where we are, ServPro, big fire and water cleanup corporate headquarters, major franchisor. And I was always advising these business owners on how to run their business. And I had uh, kind of looked over here to Vol State, see if there was any fun things over here to do. And they, they were starting the Small Business Development Center. And my resume matched up with it perfectly. And what we do is free one-on-one coaching for anybody that owns a small business, as well as low cost or even free training for those same small business owners. And in keeping with that, about eight years ago, I got the bug and finally started my own business. So I create explainer videos for busy professionals, and I have grown that little side hustle into its own full-time being that operates uh, kind of independently while I do my job. Oh, that's super cool. It, it's extremely cool. And our, our paths have crossed over the years. You know, I've seen you at events. I've certainly heard a lot about you. And you do a great job at the Small Business Development Center. And I hear Thank tons you. of great feedback. All right. Well, let's talk about why we're here today. Do it. I always know that I can count on you for fun topics. And, the, and when we talked Last time about you being on the podcast again, you came up with a doozy. And this episode is the first in a three-part series called, wait for it, Cringeworthy Phrases. <laughs> I just love that. So you need today, a sound effect when you go into production know, for that. I know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe like a symbol. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. So today, we're going to focus on five communication phrases that you hate. But before we get to that, I need to know something, Charles. What? When I asked you to do another podcast, it didn't take you but a nanosecond to come up with this topic. And I just, I want to know why. Oh, yeah. So Gayla asked me about it. So do you have a couple of phrases? And she, I was in the zone that day. I bet I replied within three minutes with 17 and had to knock two of them off. But we're using 15 of those primarily because they're in my hip pocket. I started noticing this. Everybody's noticed it, but I guess I found it especially, you know, I don't know, especially concerning, you know, over the past 20 years, there's just these recurring statements made by groups of people uh, and, you know, entrepreneurs being some of the most uh, recent offenders, but it, it's into everything. You know, it's into the corporate world. It's into, gosh, it's into into your church. It's into your uh, mom groups. It's into your youth coaching. Where the, These phrases we use over and over, they're almost just filler words that don't mean a whole lot, that make us sound smart, to progress the conversation along, or worse yet, try to get out of it. And I've just, I do everything I can to make sure that I don't use them. So I'm constantly on the lookout for when I hear somebody else that does. Yeah, I, I, I totally hear you on that. So in your opinion, Charles, what makes a phrase cringeworthy? Yeah, I mean, that's super simple. How do you react on the inside when you hear the phrase? And it's usually kind of a, ugh. Uh, once you hear that audible uh, go through your head, well, it's cringeworthy. Uh, and just the number of times it's used. I mean, it, we have a, an expansive language that we're, we're allowed to dabble with and get creative with. But uh, men especially, we're terrible. We use like the same 500 words total. 
uh, you know, we'll, we'll crank out about a hundred of those a day and the rest of it's just, I, I don't know. We're first down and yep, you're right. Uh, and that's about all we've got. <laughs> all right. So for this episode, you've come up with five communication phrases that you find especially cringeworthy. So let's go through them one by one. Okay. The first one on the list is please advise. Oh, man. Tell me about that. (laughs) Please advise. I remember when I first saw that uh, very first job I had, I worked for Terminex, but not, I wasn't a bug killer. I traveled all over the country teaching people how to use this new awful software they had. Uh, And I remember getting emails from people after you'd go train them uh, about any and everything they did not like. And it, they almost always said, hey, Charles, uh, the F4 key didn't prompt correctly. Please advise. Hey, Charles, the printer is out of ink. Please advise. <laughs> hey, Charles, uh, the the eBay icon I used to have on my home screen isn't there. Please advise. And I quickly realized this is just like a game of hot potato. Somebody doesn't want to deal with something, so they fire off a vague email. As long as you can put please advise at the end, You've got this get out of jail free card that you can hand this this activity over to somebody else and they have to take ownership of it. Uh, and the worst part of please advise are the people that don't know the difference between advise and advice. <laughs> That's true. My, yeah. Please advice. No, I will not <laughs> advise. In fact, I wasn't going to advise you, but I'm sure I'm sure not replying to you now, but I, I get, man, I still get please advise from entrepreneurs. You know, I, the uh, bank said we didn't have enough capital to put down. Please advise. I yeah, really, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You need more capital. Please, please go get it. I I think it's a shortcut for really for for saying not my problem. Now it's your yep. problem. A hundred percent. I'm I'm <laughs> handing this to you, and I'm saying it in the most professional way possible. Oh gosh, love it. Okay, the next one. I'm confused. What this, is it about that one? Man, I, well, I tell you what, this the one thing that really set me off with this one uh, is it's crept over into my children's language. It's it's another get out of jail free card. It, when you're explaining something to someone, it's your job. You're explaining it to them. You're, you're, you know, let's say you're explaining to me, hey, Charles, we're going to do a podcast today. Here's the steps. Here's how to log on. Make sure you got your mic ready. Uh, and if I just bluntly say, I'm confused, it's like the hot potato thing. I've just handed it back to you. Now you got to figure out why I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, and I say it's crept over to my children's language, not just, you know, with a chore. Hey, unload the dishwasher. Well, I'm confused. Don't be. Just unload it. Uh, yeah. But just simple things of things we don't like. Uh, and you'll hear somebody say, you know, they're, uh, they're not, I'm confused. They're not repairing potholes over there quick enough. Or you're not confused. You just don't enjoy it. Uh, or I'm confused in terms of here's a specific set of instructions on how we're going to make your explainer video. Well, I'm confused. Give me a call. How about you just tell me what confuses you in the process? People, I mean, I've even heard kids, I said it crept into kids' language. Uh, my daughter, she'll never listen to this, thank God. But she's at a dance studio, and anytime one of them gets a part the other one thought they were supposed to get, I can hear them in the back of the car. Well, I was just confused by that. You weren't confused. You were just pissed off that she's in the front and you're in the back. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, the next one. We've been missing each other. That is almost always a three-to-one ratio. If you contacted me, you wanted something. It's always a missed phone call. And I'm not anti-phone. I'll, I'll talk on the phone. 
But if you just need to get in touch with me, text or email is always the easiest way. But let's say you left a voicemail and then I have followed up with you twice and I haven't heard back from you. And then I just see you randomly somewhere and say, ah, we've been missing each other. No, we haven't. You reached out to me and I've been clawing my way to try to get in touch with you and you've, you've ghosted me. We haven't been missing each other. There is no missing each other anymore. We have uh, electronic communication, email or text. If somebody's not replying, they're not missing you. They're just not. Yeah, <laughs> they, they just stopped trying. Yeah, That's right. They gave up, yeah. Yeah, and it's the multi-use of different communication channels that really causes an issue because, uh, you know, I got a good buddy of mine uh, that will send a text or an email and then a phone call in three random different ways. And it's like, man, hey, stick with this one communication method and we're, we're going to stick with this one. If I've texted you, do not email me because that's, then, then I can say, I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I, my next question after we go through this list is going to be your chance to use all of these in a single sense, but oh, we'll gosh. get to that in a minute. Oh, I'll try. All right. The next one, which I find, well, actually I find all of these offensive as well but this one just saying that what about is, that one that is an old southern thing that has been around forever i think it's it really gets abused on facebook uh but somebody will just throw out a passive aggressive statement of what whatever it is they don't like uh, you know that podcast uh yeah yeah i listened to it it was a little long just saying what are you just saying? Did you have a specific time frame it was supposed to be? Well, that, you know, yeah, that we made a little money on that job, but, you know, I felt like it, it was just going to go different. Just saying. And, and people throw that out when you want to get into political discussion, which I stopped having like 19 years ago. Uh, that will be thrown out at the end of every statement, every vague statement that has no supporting information. Just saying. Yeah, it is. It's a way to either, either, um, in a passive aggressive way, tell the other person they're an idiot, or, or, or it to invalidate what they just said. Parents love to use this one in the South. Just saying. <laughs> hey, you know, well, there's another one here that didn't make any of the lists that we'll be discussing in in these in this three episode series, and that's bless your heart. Oh and when, you know, I as a northerner came down here and, and moved to Nashville and used that the first time and somebody mm -hmm. looked at me like I just. <laughs> you thought you were being sweet. Oh, my. OK. Well, anyways, that's another episode. That's, so let's yeah. move, let's move to our fifth cringeworthy communication phrase on this list. And that is and this is where the drum roll could come in. It is what it is. Talk about that. There's no lazier statement than it is what it is. <laughs> hey, did y'all, uh, yeah, did you, uh, did you get the uh, Project X done on time? Well, we didn't manage to do it. It just is what it is. Oh, no, no. Wh why didn't you? And what is it? And why is it is what it is? That's, uh, that, this one really got abused in the, the world of sports. You know, why didn't you make a first down? Well, it is what it is. Oh, okay. Um, Noticed you guys been on a slump lately. Well, it is what it is. Define what it is. Just <laughs> lazily. It's, it's closely related to just saying, but it, mm -hmm. there, there's so many people that just lob that one out and offer no explanation of what it is. Yeah, it's it's just this. It's it's a, a statement of resignation and when you want to get off the hook for actually having to provide an explanation for what just happened. 
No, I mean, it is what it is. What else can you say? It is what I it thought, is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So here is the Charles challenge. I want to see if you can put all of these trite phrases together to make a complete cringeworthy sentence. Show us what you got, Charles. It's going to be a <laughs> difficult one. If uh, let's say, okay, well, let's say you're, you've invited me to be on the podcast here. Okay. Um, and you you send me an email, and then I you know kind of follow up, and but I, I do it in a half hearted way, and then I finally email you back and say, "Hey, we've been missing each other. Uh, I'm confused. I would uh, love to be on the podcast. I guess just saying, uh, you know, if if we can do it, great. If not, it is what it is. Uh, please advise." <laughs> You did it. I knew you would be able to do yeah. it. That is awesome. Okay. Yes, yeah. What well, I mean, yeah, I think uh, uh, an angel just lost its wings somewhere after that sentence. Somebody lost something for sure. Sure. Well, we may have lost all respect from our listeners, but That's okay. it is what it is, right? Now we're just saying. <laughs> all right. So now it's time for our key takeaway. Now, every Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast episode has one of these. Now, I want to say that cringeworthiness is subjective, but I'm interested in your take, Charles, on the consequences of cringeworthiness. If the people who listen to this podcast, Mm -hmm. business owners, marketing people, want to be entrepreneurs, if they lean too much on this kind of language, what might they be risking and what unintended conclusions might people draw? The first thing they're going to do will they'll create a sense of vagueness and it will (laughs) permeate throughout their sales their processes it it, it will cause people to not want to work with them more than ever we want simplicity and we want clarity in all all of these statements that we're talking about i'll i'll give you the polar opposite it gives you cover and buys you time people don't want to deal with that they want to know very specifically what your steps are uh, they want to know what the potential outcome is, and they want you to have a system in place. Every one of these statements come from kind of a lack of a simple, simplified system. Everything's ad hoc. Just lay out a simple system for your employees, for your stakeholders. Oh, God, there's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or for your customers, and don't use these phrases because once they hear that, they, you can get by with one or two. If you If you ramble into too many of them, they, they've heard that. And even if they don't think, hey, they're using cringeworthy statements, I'm not going to work with them. You are, you are sending up red flares throughout their subconscious that makes them say, I, I'm maybe dealing with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, this language communicates lazy and evasive. And those are qualities that I'm not interested in dealing with in vendors, in clients, with anyone really. That's one of the beauties of having a service at a small business development center that is free. Uh, if somebody keeps rolling these out, we they end up a little more homework than the average uh, bear. <laughs> and we don't come in to see me until we finish the homework, no matter how many times they say, I'm confused, please advise. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so what advice do you have for business owners and people in charge of marketing regarding cringeworthy phrases? Any type of jargon, if it's something, here's an easy one. If you wouldn't say it to a friend at a cocktail party, which may be a 
cringeworthy phrase itself because I don't ever go to cocktail parties. I'll go over to somebody's house for a barbecue and have a beer in the backyard. Uh, but if you wouldn't say it to me, Gayla, on a, uh, on your back porch while we're you know having a uh, a pale ale, then don't put it into your don't put it on the website. Don't put it into the marketing brochure. Say it the way the person receiving it would normally hear it. Talk like a regular person. If it's not something you would say to your mother, your kid, or whoever else, don't. Simple. I think that's very good advice. Charles, thank you for coming onto the podcast yet again and giving us something to think about. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I was going to try to finish with a cringeworthy statement, but I guess it is what it is. I'm just saying. Oh. Later. <laughs> ah, see ya. Are you having trouble coming up with content for your website? Your troubles are over. The Website Content Quick Start course delivers exactly what you need to create a content plan for a simple website. It's fast, it's easy, and it works, all for just $99. The Website Content Quick Start course. Great content is closer than you think. Learn more at CrashCourseMarketingAcademy.com. Thank you for listening to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you enjoyed the show, why not leave a review? It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback. And speaking of feedback, if there's a topic you would like Gala to address on the podcast, let us know. Just drop us an email at info at crashcoursemarketingacademy.com. The Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast will be back next week with more straight talk about marketing your small business. Until then, 